Alright, what's happening? What is going on? Welcome into Sports Betting Daily. Appreciate you joining us on a uh, Wednesday. Alright, let's get to it. Uh, a couple things to go over on today's show. As we promised, we're going to get to sports betting being a multiplayer game. So we'll get there in a moment. Uh, a moment, But I want to start off with a message I got yesterday from one of you asking about a Discord. Uh, it was a screenshot and a link that they sent me to one specific Discord. And they asked me, uh, should I join this pretty much? What do you think? Should I join this? And um, my, my answer for all these things, whether it's paying to be on a Discord or paying for a private service, it's almost always going to be the same answer, which is not to do it. Because in my opinion, talking to most people out there, and I'm talking about 95% of, the, of public sports bettors, it doesn't make any sense for you to pay 20 30 40 a month to be making other people's parlays. Because at the end of the day, I mean, what makes those people so special to where those picks are the ones you should be making, right? I mean, I've known people to run these things. I've known people to join these things. And here's what happens generally. Here, here's the, the evolution, right? Someone who usually loves sports betting hits a few parlays. And then they think that now they're really good at this, right? And they're a winning better. Look at this. Oh, my God. We, we hit a couple parlays because... You know, it, it, essentially, they hit a couple scratch tickets, right? And so the human intuition in that human brain that leads us down the path to make some bad decisions in sports betting, right? It starts saying irrationally, hmm, I'm a lot better at this than I thought I was, or maybe, maybe I'm really good at this. And the thing is, it generally what happens with either short-term success or single bets or even these long-shot parlays, anyone's going to hit some of them. If you, if you happen to hit a couple consecutively, it doesn't make you any better or worse, frankly, than the average person doing this. But I think the evolution naturally is someone who likes sports betting hits a little bit. They think, huh, I'm pretty good at this. And then they start charging people you know, to follow their picks. Um, I think that this, it, look, I don't think all these people are scammers either. I think there's a, a ton of people out there who think they're doing other people a service, a good, uh, uh, you know, they're trying to make the money, doing a good job for them. But at the end of the day, it just doesn't make any sense. These, these most people who are running these discords and Twitch services, whatever, you may as well start one. They don't know any more or less than the average person, right? It doesn't make sense. It does not, to quote South Park, it does not make sense. But just ask them. If you're on one of these discords, just ask whoever's running it, you know, hey, and you don't have to be a jerk about it. Just say, hey, just wondering, you know, what uh, what credentials, what history, you know, do you have with your picks? You know, can we can we see a picks record? You know, whatever it may be, because if I were running a discord, which I've told you before, I'm not paying anyone to follow my picks. I think that's ridiculous because paying for picks, even if they're good picks, that's not how you win betting sports. But even if I ran one of these discords and someone asked me that same question, hey, what are your credentials? What history do you have? I would say I've been winning for seven years betting sports. You know, uh, I've been paying my mortgage and bills, by the way, after being taxed almost 40%. The government has no respect for sports bettors. I'm taxed, even though I don't make as much, in like the second highest tax bracket. It's, it's, it's bananas. It's crazy. And every year I ask my guy at H&R Block, why is this? Well, the government doesn't approve of gambling. It's like, okay, okay, great. So anyway, seven years of... This successfully after taxes, you know, I've got tax returns, I've got bank statements, I've got whatever you need, you know, um, it's not very likely your guy running discord has those credentials. <laughs> now, why do people do this? You know, I don't know. You know, some say it's fun and I always come back to what's fun about losing money. I do like the idea that it's like a, it's a community. I think it's awesome that people are 
you know, I, I'm kind of anti-social media. I'm more a proponent of get out there in the real world, go see people, right? A little old school with that. But that's why I kind of like this stuff. Even though it's all online generally, it's people talking to one another, getting excited, sharing ideas. Like, I like that in general just for people, you know? So that's pretty cool. But at the end of the day, it's, it's very obvious what's happening. They're all losing money at the same rate. And I don't see personally what's fun about losing money. So my advice to the, to the individual who I responded to and to all of you wondering if you should join a Discord or a Twitch or whatever it may be, don't do it. You know, just just make your own freaking parlays. You'll do just as fine. I guarantee you will do just as fine and honestly probably have a better time because you're winning with your own picks and your own intuition, which is a lot more satisfying. So um, I, I do find these discord even like the let's talk a little bit about twitter right? a lot of these paid twitter services i just, it's such a fascinating sociological thing going on in my opinion um the and it's i think it's because i see through a lot of the bullshit that's happening and look it, it's probably easier for me than the average person you know doing this for a while i can see little things that just don't look right here or there i can see when people are trying to scam or whatever but even with people who aren't trying to scam um I have so many question marks. You know, there's this one place I saw called uh, Parlay Science, and it was again brought up by a listener about a month or two ago. And I haven't paid for it. I'm not here to say anything good or bad about Parlay Science. Hell, maybe they're doing a f- fantastic job winning everyone money. I wouldn't think that would be the case, but it's it's so fascinated me because what I think happens here is is there's no real way to distinguish good info from bad info for the masses. You know, a lot of us, if we went to a doctor's office and we were feeling sick and there's a big old shiny doctor's office right there, right? But right next to it, there was a, a recently built shack that had some person in like a, a Halloween costume doctor's uniform or whatever, right? Playing doctor with a sign up that says, hey, come get diagnosed here for 10 bucks. And a lot of people, and you may say, huh, we can go to the doctor, but this place, 10 bucks, it's cheap, let's go there. Right? No one would do that. Almost no one would go to that rink-eating little doctor and pay the 10 bucks. Right? Most people would just go into the actual doctor who knows what the fuck he's actually doing, right? Not the guy playing dress-up. It's kind of the same thing here. When I see these people who are selling picks, selling parlays, all this nonsense, it's like they're just playing dress-up for the world of sports betting. And the thing that gets me is no one sees it, right? With the example of the doctor's office in the shack, everyone sees that. It's obvious. With this, no one sees it. And that's why I'm just here scratching my head, wondering why so many people keep going to these things, buying into it time and time again. So now here's the thing. In the real world, this example I just gave with the doctor's office in the shack next door, here's the thing. Is in the real world, in the sports betting world, those real doctors are hard to find. Okay, most pros who do what I do are winning in the shadows. You know, they don't want to be known. They don't want to be seen. When I first started doing this podcast, I didn't really want for it to get that big. And now it has gotten big. And I'm wondering, I'm I'm asking myself questions. I'm just going, do we do a, a, a Patreon only? Do we do something else? Because... The moment that all these sports books know about me and my name and what I do, it's not going to be good news for me, right? I got to kind of stay under the radar as much as I can. That's not the way to do this with a growing podcast, right? So I have some things personally to think about in the very near future. You better believe that. This is honestly how it works in a lot of different professions where, and you may not think that's the case because if you're a world-renowned doctor, if you're a uh, world-renowned data scientist, if you're a world-renowned chef, you want people to know, but that's not how everything works, you know? Let me give an example. Everyone I'm sure out there has heard about Al Capone, 
right? We've all heard about Al Capone. Well, did you know that in the in the early 1900s, you know, 1920s, 30s, even the early 40s, when Al Capone was at, at his height, when he was, you know, running running things, when, when he was sort of at his pinnacle, Al Capone was known because Al Capone wanted to be known. Did you know all these other gangsters, all these other mobsters, all these other people trying to get away with, you know, whether it was legalized theft or different, you know, hustles they had, all of them looked at Al Capone like a fucking moron. They're like, dude, what are you doing? How are you ending up in the papers? And, uh, and it's, why are you getting interviewed? Why are you doing it? Al Capone loved the spotlight, but it turned out, it turned out to be bad for him and everyone around him because that's the kind of thing you need to operate under the radar. And Al Capone, all of his counterparts, you don't hear about them because what do they do? They turn straight. They went all to, they, they essentially went into banking and insurance. Now they just rob people legally right? Fucking banks these days just rob people legally. So all those mobsters and gangsters who were good at what they did, you never heard about them. They transitioned into a legal way of stealing, and that's what they did for the rest of their lives. Al Capone, you heard about him because he's a goddamn moron. He's showing up everywhere, the interviews, the newspapers. That wasn't a, he wasn't a good gangster. He's just a famous one because he's a, a, an, an idiot. So it's the, I see the same thing here. I go on to Twitter, I go on to wherever it is, all these people who are saying they've got, oh, I've got a little nugget here. I've got a way to beat the NFL. As soon as you give that away, not only can't you win, but everyone who you're giving that information to also can't win. So what I see here to me is obvious, right? But to a lot of people isn't. So back to the Discord thing, back to paying for picks. Don't do it. Make your own parlays. Make your own picks. At the end of the day, you're going to save money from the the Discord service or whatever it is, and you're going to win just as much. So, all right, let's move on to sports betting being a multiplayer game. We've been teasing this for a little bit. I think this is a really important topic because this is not how most people view sports betting, and it absolutely is how everyone should view sports betting. So let's talk about this. Sports betting is a multiplayer game. What does that mean? That means that when you open up your app, because a lot of people out there, this this is how you bet, and there's nothing wrong with this. Okay, I don't want to... But, there's, but this is how you bet. You get off work, you know, you're driving home or you get home, whatever it is. You open up your DraftKings or FanDuel or BetMGM and you scroll and you say, oh, look who's playing tonight. The Atlanta Hawks are minus three. Who are they playing? Oh, they're playing out. They're playing Indiana. Let's take Atlanta or whatever, right? So that's how a lot of people bet. But with that mindset, you may think, oh, it's you versus the house, right? It's you versus DraftKings or it's you versus BetMGM. And that's actually not the case. We are all competing in this against each other. All of you listening right now to this podcast are competing against me. I'm competing against you. And you're all competing amongst one another. You see, sports betting is very unique because there's no real clear distinction between the professionals and the non-professionals. Most people who bet into sports books are recreational public bettors. Some are pros. You know, uh, some are millionaires with no clue what they're doing. They're just putting a lot of money into it. Some are very good. Some are very bad. But we're all betting into the same pool. You see, when I decided I wanted to be a pro better, I didn't have to fill out some form and start betting in another sports book. It's like you just start doing it and it's there you go. We're again all in the same pool. But that's not how a lot of other things in life work. If you're a pro basketball player, <laughs> I would have to find my way onto an NBA basketball court to ever play against one of those pros. If you're a pro bowler, I would have to find my way onto the PBA tour or whatever it's called to compete with an actual professional. 
You know, whatever it is, if you're a doctor, a chef, a musician, you're only competing with other professional doctors and chefs and musicians. But in this industry, you're all competing against me. We're all in the same pool. That's not sports betting. We're all competing against each other. Okay. Not only are you competing with me directly, but you're also competing with dozens of the smartest hedge fund style syndicates or million dollar pro bettors in the world. And there's absolutely no avoiding it. Now, let's give an example as to how this works and how it's a multiplayer game, okay? Uh, this this uh, NFL game was played last weekend, San Francisco at Philadelphia, okay? So let's just talk about the journey of that line. Let's say San Francisco opened minus one at Philly, which I believe they did, okay? Well, let, let's take online out of the equation because the exact same thing happens online. You just don't see it happen live, so it's kind of harder to explain. So let's use this as an example where you're standing in line at the sports book, but just know the exact same thing happens online the same way. Okay. So let's say you're in line at the MGM in Las Vegas. And the MGM, along with uh, uh you know several other sports books in Vegas, decide to open up San Fran at Philly and you're in line. Okay. So you're in line at the MGM and let's say you're fourth in line. And again, same thing happens online. You just don't see the line happening. You just don't see the order of the bets being placed, okay? But let's say MGM, you're ready to make the bet. It's it's just gone on the board and you're fourth in line. San Francisco opens minus one at Philly. Well, the first person in line goes to the window, makes a max bet for San Francisco minus one. So what does MGM do? They move the line to two. The second person in line goes up, makes a max bet on San Francisco minus two. So what does MGM do? They move the line to three. And then the third person goes up in line. What do they do? Make a max bet on San Fran minus three. So BetMGM moves the line to four. So just a minute or two ago, San Francisco opened up minus one against Philadelphia. Now they're minus four. Okay, so now it's your turn in line. The, the window clerk says, all right, next. And you walk up to the window. You now are not betting against MGM. Okay, you're betting against MGM plus the three people in front of you. Because that minus four... That's not the MGM's line. MGM's line was one. That's the MGM's line plus the three people in front of you's line, right? So this is a very fierce competition to get the early best numbers. And when you end up betting, almost always as a public better, you're not getting the good number. You're getting the scraps. And again, by definition, that's not the way you want to win or you can win long term. You see, Next time you look at an NFL line on Sunday morning, this is why we always, always hammer this in. And this is what it looks like in a reality point of view, okay? Next time you open up an NFL line on Sunday morning, the reason those lines are almost impossible to beat long-term is just this very process. The smartest people in the world who've all agreed on the true price, that happened on like Wednesday. Okay, so again, in this example, San Fran moves from minus one to minus four and all that. In this example, if you played it out, because in what we just said, you know, that all happened in like five minutes in the sports book, okay? Where it moved from two to three to four, and then we're up. That happened like five minutes. But let's say after Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday, the lines kind of settled at three. What that means settled at three is whenever it ticks to three and a half, there's a lot of buyback at plus three and a half. So they're like, okay, well, whenever it goes to three and a half, people seem to love Philly plus three and a half. But also when it ticks down to two and a half, People love San Francisco. A lot of buyback at plus two, at minus two and a half for San Fran. So you see a lot of buys at Philly plus three and a half, and you also see a lot of buys at San Fran minus two and a half. But once it gets to three, all these pros are not really interested. 
the money stops coming in. So by definition, that's the agreed upon price where there's no more value. Three. So let's fast forward to Sunday and then you open up your sports book and all you see is San Fran minus three, <laughs> right? So it doesn't matter what side you pick. Minus three is a losing bet. Now, you would have a great bet if you could get plus three and a half at minus 110 or minus two and a half at minus 110, but those aren't available. So for that example, it doesn't matter how much homework you did. It doesn't matter how much time and effort you put into your handicap and how much you really love that bet because over time, that three, whether you take Philly plus three, San Fran minus three, is a losing bet. And those half points matter. If you say, who cares? I'm betting against you and MGM and I have to take three instead of three and a half. Who cares? Well, it matters. It actually matters way more than you may understand. If you went back and added just a half point to every bet you made in the last year, it would be incredible to see the changes. Okay. Now add three points, right? Now go every bet you made last year and give yourself three points for every plus three and a half, give yourself six and a half. For every minus four, give yourself minus one, right? Add, move the line three points for every bet you made. What you'll see if you do that is you can go from a 50% average better to a legit winning sports better if you just add three to every pick you made. So that's how important it is. These things really matter. So when I say we're all competing, we're all in this together, we're all betting in the same pool, that actually does have huge implications and that should matter. So takeaway, what should a takeaway be? Bet early. Bet less, bet fewer games, but also bet early. You don't want to get caught up betting on Sunday morning in the NFL, making a whole bunch of parlays, because look what happens when you're you're making a parlay on Sunday morning in the NFL. You're now not only taking one bad bet, but you're stringing it with another bad bet, (laughs) right? So it's easy advice, and it seems like easy things to follow, but there's so many people making these mistakes, right? So in general, bet early. Bet less and fewer games, but bet early. Try and beat these line moves, make fewer parlays, and just remember, it's not you versus sportsbook, we're all competing. It's me versus all of you, and all of you versus all of you. So, I appreciate you listening today. Good luck, whatever you have going on today or tonight. We'll talk to you soon, right here on Sports Betting Daily.